0: You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. This week, uh, but uh, Hebrews chapter 12, keep your Bibles there, verse number 1. I remember my first year of ministry, uh, I was uh, assistant pastor. I went on sta- staff and had a lot of dreams of flourishing success and, uh, and just... Just seeing what God was going to do there and uh, looking forward to everything. And it was just going to be great. And I was a youth pastor. And after a few months of being the youth pastor, uh, we got through that first summer and school started. And the pastor came and he said, I want you to be the basketball coach. There were some very real problems with this conversation. I hated basketball. I hated basketball. I, I was too short to play. Uh, and then when I was in school, I was either baseball, uh, played second base or catcher, uh, and I was a wrestler. But basketball was not part of uh, what we did, and I was not a basketball player. And worse than not liking basketball, I didn't know anything about it. And here I was expected to be the coach. But that wasn't the only problem. They already had a coach. And the coach was Mrs. Brenda Nolan, Brother David's mom. And with that, uh, the pastor said, well, I don't want a lady to be the coach of our boys. But she was the better man for the job. She not only liked basketball, she knew basketball. She knew what needed to be done. I didn't know anything about basketball. And with that, uh, here that first season came around and I didn't know what to do. I didn't have a clue. Our guys, they were the best. They were in the best shape of any team in, the, in, the, in, in the, the league for sure. They could outrun anybody, but they couldn't dribble a ball or shoot a ball, and it was my fault. Uh, I, I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to teach them how to play basketball, and it was a small school, so there was a small uh, talent pool to draw from, and if you were male... And you were breathing, you were on the team. But the small talent pool that we had was still better than the pool of talent on the coaching staff. And so I remember those years going and playing games, and we just got smoked. Year one, we were like 0 and 12. Year two, we were like 0-15. Year three, I think we actually won a game or two. But over the years, some things happened, and I got a little bit better on the, the coaching, and the boys had been playing basketball longer coming up in, and so uh, we had a, had a junior varsity team by uh, this time, and so then they started learning uh, as they were coming in, and so it, it definitely helped, and a lot of things changed, but at the ends of the games, the coaches, the opposing coaches would come over, and they'd say, great job, better luck next time and I'm thinking what was so great about this all I could do if I could have crawled under the bench I would have it was humiliating it was terrible now I love spending time with the kids but I definitely wasn't helping them when it came to basketball and the the the, the team side uh, it was it was pretty it was it was pitiful but it was pitiful because I just didn't know how to coach I didn't know how to play the game and teach the game. And so uh, it, was, it was definitely not something that was a win in my life. You know, life is like that sometimes. Sometimes we feel like, man, how come I can't win? Why can't I win? I don't know about you, but I don't like to lose. they They say that it's not matter if, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose, it's how you played the game, but they determine how you played the game by whether or not you won or lost. And life really isn't a particip- just a participation sport. We're handing out participation ribbons for adults to just exist and there's no fulfillment for them either. You know in life we want to win. In the Christian life sometimes we just wonder why can't I win? I keep struggling with the same things over and over. Over again. You look around at other people and it's like, wow, they've got everything. How come I can't do that? Maybe it's in our Christian life. We just don't feel like we can win. Maybe it's in our marriage. Maybe it's in child rearing. Everybody's excited. You're expecting you're going to have this baby. You go into the emergency room. And 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 you go into that that room and they now they're birthing centers. That wasn't what it was. It was surger, surgical rooms. It was surgery uh, when our when we had our kids. And uh, but you went you went in and the baby was born and the doctor handed you this naked baby. What do I do with this? <laughs> There's no instructions. How do you teach it? How do you train it? How do you turn it off? And sometimes just we wonder, how come I can't win? You know, in life we face many areas where we just wonder about this area of winning, succeeding. And, you know, with that, whether it's in our marriage or our Christian life, our child rearing, our career, friendships, finances, we just wonder, why can't I win? I'm going to start a series entitled, The Plague of Humanity, and tonight i to speak to you on that subject. The first, the first message is, why can't I win? Why can't I win? And let's pray. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. And Lord, uh, I just desire to be a help to your people. And Lord, all of us have areas in our life where we just fall short, where we fail. It just doesn't seem like we can get ahead. And and Lord, I pray that you would help us to, to learn some things from your word that will uh, be an encouragement and, and, and really to be able to uh, set some things straight in our own mind and in our own heart. And so help us now, uh, speak to our hearts, give us what we need, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. So Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we, also are, we, see, seeing we are also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside uh, every weight, and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You know, uh, before we look too far into this message, we have to sort of look at what does a win look like? If I can't, if I feel like I can't win, what is it that I'm shooting for? What, what does that win look like? In basketball, it looked like what everybody else had. <laughs> it didn't look like what we had. It looked like what everybody else had. You know, and sometimes in life, we are just looking around at what we perceive everybody else has. But don't forget, they're looking at you just that same way. You see, in basketball, there was a scoreboard. And you could look at the score, and you could see what those numbers were to let you know where you were at. And, and the, the scoreboard was a way to keep track of whether you were winning or whether you were losing. And, and I didn't have to worry about the winning side. I just had to worry about the other side. But, uh, but it, there was a scoreboard. But in life, there's not a scoreboard. What, what is it that makes it a win or a loss? What is it when it comes to our life that that categorizes it as that win, that W, if you would. Uh, In basketball, it looked like what everybody else had. Uh, It looked like fun. Because when you are losing, it's not fun. It's not fun. But I know when I looked at the winning for somebody else, it looked like they were enjoying it. They were, they were really enjoying it. At the end of the game, they were all jumping up and down and high-fiving everybody, and it was great. Uh, then the teams would get together, the coaches would go across, they'd shake hands, and one coach was gloating and the other coach was moping, and then the kids went through and everybody shaking hands, and uh, some, some wanted to shake hands. Who wanted to shake hands? The ones that won who didn't want to shake hands the losers the ones that lost they were smiling they were enjoying it but what i was experiencing was not enjoyable you know in this life there are going to be at, there are going to be obstacles that we face that Seem like there's not going to be a win. So, how do we deal with that? Because if it's not a win, it's a loss. If I'm not a winner, I'm a loser. That's a terrible place to be. And everybody loses in sports and whatnot. I mean, but when it comes to life, that's not where we want to be. You know, I, I take everything very personally. I love deeply, I care deeply, I hurt deeply. And when those boys would be out there on that court, and they'd be running their hearts out, at the end of the game when we'd lose... I was mad at me because I knew that I failed them. And, you know, it was a loss. And, but in life, there is not a scoreboard. There isn't a win-loss chart. And there, there are no statistics and percentages that we can look at to say, okay, this was a win. And this was a loss. There, there isn't a way to do that. But our view, our perspective, our understanding might not be as clear and concise as what we think it is. You've heard the statement, you can't see the forest because of the trees. And sometimes that's where we're at. So here, when he says, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run. The race that is set before us. You see, As we are going to make that determination, as we are going to look at life, if we are looking for some scoreboard that is going to bring fulfillment in our life, we are going to be miserable. Because we're going to be looking for a scoreboard as fame. We'll look at a scoreboard as finances, we'll look at a scoreboard and we'll start putting our finger on certain things and attributes of life and we'll start looking at those as though they are the measure of a win. But that not, might not be the case. What did they say that Adniram Judson was a missionary for seven years before he had one convert? Seven years. So did that make him a failure? Six years, 364 days? No, it didn't. It just depended on what the measurement was. And sometimes in our life, we sort of bounce around on, what's the measurement of my Success what's the measurement of my fulfillment? why can't I win? so tonight, I want to just help us uh, is looking at some things that I think will that'll help us as we uh, make some assessments. But let me tell you, uh, you have had a lot of wins you've had a lot of wins I mean. When you when you stop and think about it, sometimes when we get we can get so down on ourselves that we feel like there is nothing good. And the devil is the discourager. He is he is the accuser of the brethren. He is the one that wants to discourage. So, what can we do here uh, to be able to look at this? Why can't I win? I, I want to just give you a couple thoughts tonight. Number one. You don't know what a win looks like. You and I don't know what a win looks like. In basketball, we might know what a win looks like, but your race, your strengths, your potential, what you are endeavoring to do, you're not, you're not in competition with anybody else. You know, you and I don't know our potential. You and I don't know our race. We might know today's part of this race. But that's all. And since we don't know what a win really looks like, because you can't see what a win looks like until you get to the end. So, what does that win look like? Uh, how do you win when you play yourself? I mean, if we're going against somebody else, then, then I can look at them and think, okay, well, uh, they are ahead in this area. I've got to catch up. And as soon as I catch up or as soon as I surpass, does that make that a win? Well, it might be if I'm in a race against them, but in the Christian life, we are not in a race against anybody. We are in a race that the Lord has set before us. And we are on the course that He has set before us. Uh, I have heard about people playing chess by themselves. Brother Frank, have you ever played chess by yourself? No? No, okay. I've heard people talk about playing chess by themselves, and I think to myself, how do you lose? And how do you win? Because you already know what your strategy is. So if you have a strategy on this side of the board, and then you go stand on the other side of the board, you're going to make another move setting yourself up for a win or a loss. You know, there, there isn't a way to win and get any enjoyment out of that. Because you're setting yourself up. You know, in life, we're not in competition with anybody. There is no competition. Uh, A win does not come by passing somebody else. A win does not uh, come by outperforming anybody else. A win does not come by a success in one area for one season of life. The Apostle Paul said, forgetting those things which are be- behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. What was he forgetting? Behind, It was not, he was not forgetting his failures. He was forgetting his pedigree. He was forgetting all of his accolades. He was forgetting all of his accomplishments. And what he was saying was, I'm setting these things behind because those things are past. I still have a race to run today. And you see, he was moving forward. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And so here there was a battle. There was a race that he was running. And this race uh, was, was a race for his life. It was a race that God had planned out. In a high school basketball game, you have four eight-minute quarters. You have 32 minutes of game. You can look at that clock and you can see exactly where you are. You can see if you have time to come back. You can see if you have no hope at all. But when it comes to life, it's the Lord that sets the length of that race. He's the one that sets the latitude and the longitude. He's the one that sets the landscape of what that that race is going to look like. And the race for every one of us is different. And so my my running my race, I can't know what a win looks like until I get to the end. Because I don't know what a win is. Because there might be still a lot of room in this race. Have you ever got involved in a long distance race and you took off too fast? I'm not letting them catch up to me. I'm getting out ahead and I'm going to stay out ahead. And you take off, and about halfway through, all of a sudden, you're losing gas. And the other ones that started out a little bit slower, a little bit more mindful and methodical, they just kept on going. And they had the ability to finish. They didn't start out as fast. But they got to the end. You know, that's where we have to look at, why can't I win? I don't know what a win looks like. In my daily life, I don't know what a win looks like. You and I, we don't know how long this race is. We don't know if our race is gonna end tonight. We don't know if our race is gonna end 30 years from now. We don't know what that looks like. But I don't know what a win looks like because I don't know how my race is gonna be run. I don't know if I'm winning or losing. I just can know whether or not I am in the race and I am running the race. That's what I can know. And since I don't know my potential, I don't know whether or not I'm winning at all. There were, as our teams got better, there were some times then that somebody else had the losing team. And I was so thankful not to be that team But I remember what it was like. And you know, beating a team that is not a good team, there's no joy in it. There's no no satisfaction. It's almost guilt. You know what I'm saying? You almost feel bad. Brother Davis is like, no. (laughs) we were one year uh, we were playing and our teams we we started having some some decent teams and uh, we were we were playing and we had this one team no joke they would they would keep their starting five on against us they would do a full court press the entire time they would beat us by 80 or 90 points every game I mean they would just just drive us uh, into the ground. And you know how hard it is to tell the boys, keep on going, do your best, do your best. Run, go after that rebound. And they're just getting smoked. One year, we finally, we had, we had a team that was lights out outside three points. We were fast breaks. I mean, finally, we, we had a team that was, was doing great. Matter of fact, we were undefeated that year. We are playing them on their home court. And we got into that fourth, uh, fourth quarter, and I had pulled the boys back, and I said, okay, three, three passes before a shot, no fast break. It was, I was doing everything that I could to sort of hold the boys back because I didn't want them just to drive, just drive these other guys into the ground. And they had, this is the team that had beat us terribly every year. Well, one of our young men, Alfred, was on the bench, and Alfred was like, Coach, let me in, so Alfred got in, and we had already pulled the full-court press, and Alfred just got so excited, man, he started pressing the ball. Well, they got upset, and anyway, we we ended up beating them. We We broke the 100 mark on that game, and so... At the end of the game, I mean, before the, the game ended, we started having some of our men come over to our side and stand behind uh, us. We had special force guys. We had uh, one of our guys, Brother Hodge. He was a, uh, he was a sheriff's department. He was an ex-Beret. Uh, and so they're standing behind us. And we, we finished the game, and man, we had this mob of men come over. I got cussed out at a Christian school on the court by the principal. It w- they were so mad. And I mean they were our men thought they were going to have to fight for us to get out of this gym. Now, that's not how it's supposed to be. But But anyway, I remember I remember looking at the coach, I said, "Coach, do you want to pull want me to pull out my stat sheets from last five years and he's like, You're right. You're right. They backed up. But you know, in that game, sometimes wins aren't even enjoyable. But it depends on what the what the end result is. You know, why can't I win? Because I don't know what a win looks like. Why can't I win, number two? Because you aren't at the finish line. You aren't at the finish line. You and I are not there. We're not at the finish line at this point. It's not, it's not time to declare the score. You and I aren't the ones that keep score. God is. He's the one that's watching. He's the one that knows where we where he expects us to be. He knows what he wants us to accomplish. It's not time to declare the score yet. It's not The buzzer has not sounded yet. And there may be many decades uh, that are still ahead of us in this race. There might be years that are ahead of us. There may be months. There may be only days. I don't know where that's at. But what I do know is I am not at the end of my race yet, so I don't have the ability to make a choice whether or not i have a win or not and to be honest i'm not the one to declare whether my life was a win or not you see at the end of our life there's somebody else that's going to say well done thou good and faithful servant it's not whether or not we say well done it's whether or not he says well done you see, we're still here. It's not time to check the, uh, the score. And, uh, and with that, uh, the, the, the score, uh, the, the, the race that we need to run, we just need to keep on going. 2 Corinthians 5.10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, uh, that everyone may receive the things done in his body uh, according to that he had done, whether it be good or bad. The Lord's the one that determines whether it's a win. And you and I might get caught up. We might feel like I just can't get a win and I'm not, uh, things just aren't working out for me. But we don't know what God is doing. We don't know what obstacles he is putting in in, our, in front of us right now uh, for a purpose that we cannot see. Paul said in verse number 7 and 8 of 2 Timothy 4, I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day and not to me only but all, unto all them also that love His appearing. And what do we find? We find the Lord is the one that it's keeping score. You know, what is, what is our job in this? Keep running. Just keep running. He said, well, pastor, I just don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. You just keep running. The Lord's the one that lays the course out. Just keep running. There's obstacles that we face. Keep on running. There, there are things that are disheartening and, and hurtful. Just keep on running. He's the one that's watching. Keep the course. Keep on running. Don't quit. If you get knocked down, get back up. Just get back up. When it's unbearable, uh, when when you can't see the purpose, and when you can't, can't sense the providence of Almighty God, just keep running. So in this Christian life, Since we don't know where it's going to end and when it's going to end, what do I need to do right now? I just got to keep on doing what I can do right now. Just keep running. You've already had some wins. You're still in the race. You're here tonight. You're in the race. Now, just don't quit. You know, The one who wants you to quit is the accuser of the brethren. The one who wants you to quit is the destroyer. And since we are in this race and we are running for him, and he has set this course out before us, I'm sure the Apostle Paul got to heaven and said, Lord, why the shipwrecks? Why the prison cells? Couldn't I have accomplished a lot more without those issues? We can sort of justify in our mind why God should do what we want. But he has a completely different perspective than what we have. Do you you think that God might have been able to choose a different plan of salvation? But he didn't. He didn't choose choose an easy way. He was God. He could have picked any way he wanted. He could have determined any way he wanted for a plan that would have sufficed his own mercy or his own wrath. But the plan that he chose was a plan that was not easy. And maybe the plan that the Lord has laid in front of us might not be quite as easy as what we would like. And Maybe there's some obstacles and there's some burdens and there's some pressures that we face that we wish we wouldn't have had to face. But we have a sovereign God. And in His sovereignty... He determined what course he wanted us to run. I just got to run it. He knows where every one of us are at. He knows the things that we have done that's been right. He knows the things that we have done that's been wrong. He knows exactly where we are. He's not surprised by any of it. But he's got a plan for us we're still here our race isn't over so let's just keep running why can't I win why why can't I win I don't know what a win looks like why can't I win I'm not at the finish line I've not reached that yet and so let's just choose to keep on running Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for being a God that has understanding of all the, the issues that we face in this life and the struggles and the heartaches and the burdens. And Lord, you know all of them. And, and Lord, sometimes we look around and we just wonder, uh, how in the world am I ever going to win? How, how is this ever going to work out? But Lord, you have allowed us to be where we're at. And I pray that you would help us just to choose to be faithful to you in the good times and in the bad. When we're walking through the shadow of death or whether we are up on top of a mountain, I pray that you'd help us just to be faithful to keep on the race that you have set before us. Bless our people. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc4me.org. May God bless you.